All right, guys, welcome to this, uh, our first attempt at this new sort of medium, uh, this audio format. Uh, we, we're not calling it a podcast because uh, it's not really going to be a regular show or anything. It's just uh, something we're trying out this one time. Yeah, and uh, as you guys might have seen on the, on the story, we, uh, we asked you guys to give us some questions and topics and, so that we could record this and just like... Yeah, share some of um, some answers to your questions. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, just to begin, we're sitting here in uh, well, very gloomy Stockholm with a <laughs> yeah. cup of coffee in the morning. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, before we get into all the questions and stuff, uh, just a short intro with uh, with some stuff that's been happening. I mean, I think uh, I mean we talked about that short, shortly in the uh, video, the the, tw- the thank you video, sort of that. 2020 for us with i mean just in terms of the page was a very mm-hmm. very big year right yeah uh yeah exactly we uh we've grown over 10,000 followers from the start of uh of 2020 um and um not only that but yeah that's just included so much like of the community that we've like the new part of the community that we've uh, we've seen uh and um Another thing is the Tabakero uh, pack project, yeah, which mean, has been incredible. Yeah, we've done a lot of uh, a lot of. Pro- I mean, that's that's uh, other than just the the interactions with you guys and the growth in sort of those terms. The growth. I mean, like a lot of people talk about numbers and stuff, and I think we always try to push the message that for us, it's not really that much of a focus on the numbers but what the numbers do uh bring to the table is that we can do a lot of fun stuff that we think mm-hmm. also gives you guys a lot of value and uh, i think the first thing we really did that was kind of a larger scale thing was our giveaway which i thought was absolutely incredible yeah. um yeah i mean what a feeling right to be able to give something like that yeah that was amazing and uh all thanks to tabakero daniel and all things cigars for sponsoring that with those incredible gifts that we could give back to you guys was was amazing amazing feeling and uh, just a really fun project yeah and a huge thanks to the response i mean like that that also wouldn't i mean the, the fact that we were able to work continue working with uh, daniel was uh, a big part and thanks to um to your response i mean like uh at the end of the day a lot of this stuff is like slightly business oriented and like if 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 the response on the giveaway hadn't been such um uh big one uh and like the numbers in terms of their mm-hmm. own growth and their own marketing because like at the end of the day yeah for us it's a very fun project but for a company to be able to join and sponsor uh, they have to have some sort of interest right in in the project and they need to have some sort of growth uh, prospect in it so the fact that they were able to you know get a lot of recognition through the the project yeah, is definitely exactly. a lot of fun the packs you wanna yeah some short words exactly and uh, that's what you were talking about that we were being able to continue working with Daniel uh, was the fact that we could create these packs, the base five pack and the extend pack, which we had complete creative freedom to to pick out uh, 10 cigars in packs of five. Um, just to like, yeah, the, the whole idea was, um, was to have it as like an introductory Cuban pack, as <laughs> which they're named. And, um, yeah, and that was really fun, like for us to, to just like pick out these cigars that we've tried and try to put together a complete list of cigars and different Vitolas and everything that we thought would be a great way to like get yeah, introduced to Cubans. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like we said, it was just, uh, 
complete creative freedom from Don Yan. Yeah, so that's in part also, uh, yeah, spot on there. I, I think in part uh, why I, I, we, we talked about doing sort of a recording like this for a while, um, sort of in conjunction with this project with Tabakero, because I, I think for me it's always been, and I say that, I've said this in a few like stories, whatever, like transparency is so important. Like both when we work mm-hmm. with Daniel and like for, for every, I, I think there's a lot of thinly veiled stuff, like projects that are, like a lot of profit based and stuff and like people do people people do project on instagram and stuff that they they claim is like for fans fans or whatever mm. uh, and i mean i'm talking bigger scale people but like it, it's it really is a can be a cash grab and that's sort of what i wanted to to talk about how how you know in a more in a more uh long t- format medium which we're doing now i just mm-hmm. wanted to talk because you, you talked about the creative freedom stuff and that's really why we um why you wanted to work with Daniel so much. I mean, we've, we've like been in touch with a lot of brands over the times, Mm -hmm. uh, done a lot of these sort of, um, you know, sort of short promotions, whatever. And, uh, I think none has been as transparent. None has been as like collaborative, uh, great at working with as Daniel. And, you know, what's awesome with him is his philosophy with his shop is quite similar to, the way we want to do things it's it's a lot of personal service it's a yeah. lot of working straight with the person taking time to really give the best you know experience as possible to whoever you're working with i mean he talks to every customer yeah. that wants uh, his help you know yeah exactly and uh yeah we we felt right away actually from the start when we had our first chat with him that that this was like going to be a good um yeah good cooperation like and um and it's turned out to be for sure yeah. So so um, yeah. So just touching on uh, shortly before we get into the the Q and A's, uh, and yeah, we don't know how long this thing is gonna be. We'll, we'll just <laughs> chat for a while until we feel um, until we feel satisfied with what it is, and then it's it'll be fun to hear your your feedback. Uh, but getting into the packs, yeah, Ruben touched on the fact that they were uh, very creative freedom. And that's what, and that's the the great stuff. We were talking about him. You know, we're talking to him. Sorry, and uh, talking about how we could 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 work together in some capacity and uh and we had this idea before that i think uh, making making a cigar pack like we did now is it can be a very like fruitful thing for both parties like because a lot of people and a lot of people that probably are listening to this have asked us before about what kind of cigars to recommend and we always take the time to write it out but mm-hmm. we always felt like it would be great if we could have worked with someone to put together a great you know good value pack yeah. in terms of price and just collect all those great cigars and we were allowed to do that with complete creative freedom right like you can you can talk about how the process went he just told us yeah yeah it was, go ahead you know exactly <laughs> it was uh yeah more or less it was just like yeah do your do your thing and uh, i'll see if i have them in stock and uh yeah, so we sent over some of the the picks and uh, maybe changed one or two, and then it was basically done. And and he he was just like he used his own platform for us to uh, to give this to you, back to you guys. Yeah, which is and awesome. I, yeah, it was just uh, it was striking because I remember talking to Ruben before, and I was like, if we do this kind of thing, will he? Because he at the end of the day, this is a company that he runs. Will he have a lot of? Um, uh, a lot of uh you know guidelines that he needs to meet you know do we need to include cigars that might be a little under the radar for mm-hmm. him to to increase his uh sales and stuff and he was like completely right off the bat just like no 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 you guys choose absolutely yeah. whatever you want i'm i'm not interested in the profit either like which is <laughs> pretty like <laughs> cool for a guy that actually i mean is running this as a company 
to not, to not be oriented in that. But he, he, he genuinely, just like we did, wanted to put out the best product possible for you guys, which was yeah. really, really awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, people contacting us about maybe like different uh, packs that we could do. And uh, the, some guy off, uh, told us that maybe a Robusto pack would be good or something in that style. Um, and we've actually been, when we were first discussing about like the, the base pack, we were also putting together another style of pack, which was, uh, which was a Stoji Lad's favorite pack and uh and that might just like be the next thing on the horizon since it feels like it's a good thing for us for us to do personally as well like we want to put put together our favorite cigars to share with you guys since you often ask us like what what cigars we enjoy and we'll be touching that later as well Mm -hmm. and um yeah so that that might be the next step from the base pack to uh to do our Stoji Lads favorites. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, based on the interest, and I think, you know, like the the interest was definitely uh, decent on the introductory packs, but um, what we felt was a, a lot of like, uh, a lot of the target audience for the introductory pack might've been a lot of people like in the US that haven't smoked cigars before. And, you know, sadly because of the regulations and stuff, uh, Daniel can't ship there. So uh, I, I think, you know, we're just teasing this now a little bit, saying it, you know, and seeing how you guys, uh, how you guys respond to that because our favorite pack would be again complete creative freedom uh, freedom so we would generally be mm-hmm. able to make a pack of our absolute favorites so like i mean i talk about the juan lopez number one uh that i that i love so much that's yeah. a pack that we definitely are wanting to include the trinidad reyes is a exactly. cigar that we both really love that we want to put in so so things like that um and uh you know a little higher end also including a a cohiba and stuff that mm-hmm. that wouldn't be as fitting for a introductory pack and i think this might be uh one that would interest people so you know that's why we just wanted to bring this up in this format you know if you guys uh if you guys are interested you can always comment and dm us and give us feedback as always and uh that might be interesting but yeah let's move on to the questions absolutely yeah all right guys so uh whenever we post uh q a to our store or anything like that there's some questions that occur more than others uh these frequently asked questions like our first cigar and uh when we first try them and, and stuff like that. So I think we'll just rip off some of those. Um, For sure. To start with. Uh, so yeah, my first cigar was a uh, Machinero Diplomat when I was, uh, let's say, 16 years old or mm. something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we definitely get that first cigar a lot of time. I mean, it's, it's a very you know, interesting question. Uh, and you can uh, you can go on stogilads.com or through the link in our bio. And uh, we have like a little... Um, a little about us section there. I think uh, before I get into mine, just quickly say like uh, Instagram is so good to get out like what it's made for getting out pictures and stuff. But like we've made this website, which I think a lot the people that have seen it mm-hmm. really enjoy. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people actually say that they both like the review part because we have cataloged all our reviews on there. And also like, yeah, just like the yeah, they like checking it out, whatever. Uh, but Instagram is not great for like pushing or whatever yeah like getting getting information out there because that's not really what the app mm-hmm. is for uh so yeah just another you know the, the an audio format like this if people are listening uh if people haven't clicked off yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a great way to get that out there so yeah you can go to stogilads.com we have a little about section where we talk about some of these things uh but uh getting back to the point uh my first cigar was a romeo and julieta number two um it was a uh, cigar that a friend brought also i think i was 
yeah, 15 or 16, uh, right around there. Um, to a poker night at that time, you know, we, this was like the, you know, young teens poker mm-hmm. night. We played for like what, 10 US dollars or something, just a fun game. And obviously me and Ruben, we, we were always like interested in this kind of stuff. We always wanted to like grow up and try cigars, grow up and try whiskeys, all, all this kind of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that was like a big moment for me. A friend finally bringing a Cuban yeah, cigar. Exactly, and it was and it was like it was like a friend bringing it because we didn't have any like way of getting our hands on it. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So so um, yeah, it was just a great and a great uh, introductory cigar. I mean, like a Cuban cigar. It's you know around medium bodied, so it wasn't too much. Mm-hmm. It it burned great, which I remember, which was like a, a huge plus, which is not what you always get from Cuban cigars. So everything was perfect in that sort of way. And that's why I got into cigars so heavily, because like, uh, you know, the first whiskeys I tried were probably shit blended ones and stuff. That's why it took me a while until now, really, until I've started enjoying mm-hmm. them. But my first cigar was like fantastic for a beginner. Uh, so it's a very fond memory. Um, and that cigar I smoked when I was living in Brazil. So we can get into that uh yeah. sort of our backgrounds and someone asked how many languages we speak so that we can sort of trend into that but yeah we have this in our about section too but where did you grow up lad because we uh, don't have uh, the most standard or m- most uh, like normal yeah first for, for being swedes you know no exactly uh when i was five i moved to or first of all i was born in uh in stockholm sweden and then i moved to uh singapore when i was five years old with my family um and later on to Canada, and now finally back to Sweden. Um, but I didn't really pick up any Mandarin or French that well that I can speak it fluently. Um, so yeah, my the languages that I have in my baggage are like Swedish and uh, and English. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that, I, I just shortly say, I mean, uh, I know, I know personally, like, uh, listening to this kind of, uh, I mean, like podcast or whatever, if you follow people, you're always curious. I, I we're not going to get into deeper why we moved around and stuff, but like our yeah. parents, uh, jobs, uh, made that happen. So, uh, I was uh, born in Chile actually, um, Santiago, but, uh, I only lived there for about half a year. Uh, we were both born in 1998, by the way. Mm-hmm. Another frequently asked question because I think we look very young, yes. especially considering the demographic of uh, cigar smokers in the world. We're definitely uh, on the much, much younger yeah. side. Uh, but we have smoked cigars for a long time, considering our age still, um, considering that we both tried our first cigar like 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's besides the point. Yeah, I was born in Chile, uh, moved to uh, Madrid, Spain. Uh, and that's uh, a lot of people wonder if uh, that, they're talking about football, why I support Atleti. That's, that's why Atletico de Madrid. That's because I was in Spain for four years. Uh, then I also moved to Sweden for a short stint when I was very young as well. Uh, then at about, what was it, eight, eight years old, I think. Yeah, I moved to Beijing, China, mm-hmm. which was a very cool experience, uh, a huge city. And I had, yeah, I guess Madrid was as well, but I was too young to remember. So like that stark, stark contrast going from uh, Stockholm, uh, which is more mellow, low key place to uh, Beijing was very, uh, very big deal. And then that's when I started going to like international schools because people also asked us mm-hmm. why our English is like, uh, you know, we have like these kind of North American accents ish yeah. and like it's not very Swedish in the way we speak. So that's we both uh, went to international schools. Um, and then after that, uh, one year in Malaysia only. I know there's a maybe someone listening, uh, a guy that lived in Kuala Lumpur for a while. So mm-hmm. um, 
uh, yeah, lived in Malaysia for one year, a really nice country. I wish I could have lived there longer because there's a lot of beautiful nature and stuff there. Then back to Sweden, which is where we met here exactly. in school. It sounds like a romantic love story. <laughs> That's met. where we met. Um, and then uh, last in uh, Brazil um, for three years, uh, probably the country that I have the strongest like connection to now, as I was like the oldest there, um, lived, uh, lived there for, uh, you know, my older teen years of sort of mm-hmm. when I was more of an adult could actually explore the country more independently and stuff like that and then now back to sweden for university uh we're both university students um but on the on the languages obviously we speak english mm-hmm. uh, vi kan ju båda säga att vi pratar svenska vi har aldrig pratat svenska någon gång nej det har vi faktiskt inte även när du säger det så här så känns det konstigt uh, i también hablo español uh, en un nivel conversacional uh, i también claro que eu falo português. Um, agora meu português não é não é 100%, mas uh, posso posso ter uma conversação. Uh, so yeah, four languages: Portuguese, Spanish, English, and uh, obviously we both Very speak Swedish. Very good, lad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, getting on to um, some other, you know, more cigar-related stuff now that we yeah. rattle off our uh, our longer life stories. Um, <laughs> So cutting and lighting, uh, which is what we get so much. Uh, I think I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna say that you can uh, you can go to our YouTube here um, mm-hmm. and uh, check that out because I made a video and we got a lot of questions here and we always get questions on the gadget stuff and we're both not huge gadget cigar no like collectors not yet at least it's like yeah it's worked so far with just the the basic cutters yeah. And and like i think we both we both have a more uh cigar oriented out like i i know a lot of people love collecting humidors they mm-hmm. love uh they love uh, collecting the all the accessories and stuff we're more like i i always feel like uh i'd rather spend the money yeah, on the cigar exactly when uh, when money now definitely is a factor as university students then it's worth much more for us to like uh, discover the different type like many different cigars then uh, have a bunch of different gadgets so mm-hmm. i'm sure that'll come with time as well like pick certain gadgets up along the way uh but so far it's been just exploring cigars yeah one guy said we're not going to talk about uh, the question quite yet but a guy said like cigars is a very expensive hobby which it definitely is yeah um so you know getting into uh cigars does co- take a lot of uh money as well so yeah like you said it's uh, it's not it's not easy mm-hmm. to collect tons of gadgets so we have a couple of cutters like we have a few like four cutters in between the two of us and like yeah. three lighters four lighters or maybe something like that um but yeah check out the youtube video for that stuff uh so how many cigars per day this is also a funny yeah. one that we get <laughs> how many cigars <laughs> do we smoke daily lad? <laughs> exactly and um no quite frankly like i don't have the there's the possibility right? yeah i think it's the, the time the time just like possibility really weather wise and everything uh, and the just economical part yeah. of it um i mean being a university student just like i sp- you spend a lot of time studying and also yeah, I don't really know what to say. I don't. I just don't feel like I have the possibility to smoke 
cigars daily. Yeah, or, yeah. It's not necessarily like for me in Lund. It's not even. It's not always weekly either. It mm-hmm. uh, it varies a lot. Um, I tend to smoke, of course, a lot more when I'm in Stockholm with with Carl and uh, uh, and such because yeah, we just have more like access to good smoking spots mm-hmm. in Lund. I have to take a like a walk to to smoke a cigar and. It's very windy in that part of Sweden, and um, yeah, I, and also I don't have like a smoking partner, mm-hmm. you would say down there. So when I'm when I'm here in Stockholm, then we then we have like yeah balconies here. We have a lounge we can go to, and it's just it's yeah just easier here, I would say. So yeah. that yeah, yeah. So we yeah uh, we definitely don't smoke daily, and I think it's important to touch on the fact that nor would we want to. Yeah. And I've talked to some other people about this. Um, uh, and there's a lot of, like, glorifying the the luxury of smoking cigars and, like, smoking tons of cigars all the time. And I think, so, yeah, the factors that, I mean, for me, it's uh, primarily the economic situation, right? Like, mm-hmm. even smoking one cigar a day is, like, extremely expensive. Uh, but that's not even, I think, like, the most, most, most important thing. Because also, time... Right, like a cigar, a decent sized cigar. Okay, you can smoke very short cigars, mm-hmm. but I like to enjoy the moment and take a break. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm. That's why I'm not a huge fan of like cigarillos in general, mm-hmm. because it's like it's not. It's not really what cigars is about for me. It's it's about carving out a time yeah. in your day to relax, and truly enjoy a beautiful piece of craftsmanship in a fantastic cigar, and make it a special moment. And if I have to like. Uh, puff down a cigarette in 10 minutes because i need to get my cigar fix for the day yeah that's not uh, what it's about so the time definitely i mean i, I just de- genuinely don't have the time to um to smoke a cigar mm-hmm. every day and we don't have an indoor lounge at our places uh, no, there, we're, exactly. there's a lounge in the city we have to go to but then that's you know we have to carve out even more time to travel there yeah exactly then it's the whole afternoon uh... yeah yeah, so we uh, yeah so we either have to go on the balcony and like the conditions don't always allow for that as well uh, so that's another factor. And then, frankly, lastly, health. It's not, it, I think a lot of people like uh, uh, skim around that part, uh, but mm-hmm. it's important to think, to always keep in mind that uh, even though cigars is a fantastic hobby, um, you know, it isn't, it isn't a healthy hobby. Like cigars aren't good. I mean, they are still innately a carcinogenic product. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I think governments highly, highly exaggerate that and they use cigarette facts to sort of yeah. demonize tobacco and cigars but you know smoking a cigar a day or even more than that it's not good for you and oral hygiene as well it's just not nice so i think that that sort of brings that for so for me i smoke about two cigars a week it's been that for a for a little while now but it fluctuates sometimes i go a lot longer without a cigar if if the conditions just don't allow for it and sometimes i smoke a lot more like in the summer i'll have a lot yeah. more time yeah i think definitely that's it's like season um seasonal as well like during the summer it's it's a lot more accessible for us and uh yeah yeah so speaking of accessibility lad we can we can just jump into this one because that's a good segue this how's it in sweden smoking oh yeah um exactly it's uh and within this question it also said i thought it was pretty strict there Mm -hmm. and it definitely is and um just last year um there came new regulations for smoking uh outdoors at like cafes which um, made it impossible to smoke at like 
yeah, just sitting outside having a coffee at a place and mm-hmm. smoking a cigar with it, which we did sometimes. Yeah. Like it was a it was a good, very nice thing to like meet up when we didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't really know about the lounge yeah. yet, and we would yeah meet up and smoke there. I mean, it's just very pleasant in a spring or summer yeah. day or whatever, sitting outside exactly, of the cafe yeah. in the nice sun. It's not always you want to sit in a lounge either, and um, so it definitely is very. It is pretty difficult. Like if you don't have your own balcony or anything like that, then you would have to pretty much go out on a walk to smoke a cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, which might not always be nice just like wind and uh, yeah if you just want to I often feel like I want to sit down and enjoy the cigar or with like a pairing you wouldn't be able to pair it on yeah. a walk yeah in the same way yeah and like yeah that that, that kind of connects to that thing that it feels sort of rushed and forced to to just walk around especially like in a cold winter's day it just feels like yeah it's not it's not uh, uh, let's face it cigars are about it's the peak of enjoyment for me at least yes to uh and and i want that to be an enjoyable moment in every sort of aspect exactly not walk around and uh, feel like i'm forcing and i don't think i've ever brought out like a a cigar on a walk that i've felt like is a is one that i've been wanting to smoke Mm -hmm. for a long time like then it's been like more of a budget cigar for sure that i can just like enjoy on the walk um so yeah it is it is uh, it is pretty prohibitive prohibitive to smoke in Sweden, but we still have a good taxing system here mm-hmm. on the on tobacco. Um, I know our BOTLs in uh, the UK, uh, they tax by weight, so their cigars are immensely expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we do per unit, so cigarettes are obviously like, there's 20 cigarettes in a pack of uh, cigarettes, so that every cigarette is taxed by unit, so so yeah. cigarette box prices go up a lot. But cigars, obviously, one cigar is what you smoke in one session, so it doesn't get affected as much. Which I think is a very good system yeah, to do is. it. Um, so that's uh, that's about that. Okay, let me let me uh, put this question for you. Uh, this because mm-hmm. this was a great one by Tylo underscore Ren. If cigars wouldn't exist, what other hobby would you would you choose? Yeah, I really like this question. Actually, it's uh, it's always want to think about like alternate uh, mm-hmm. things and uh and for me it would uh it would be mixology uh just like cocktail chemistry pretty much and uh because i you're very, already pretty good at that stuff like yeah, you're already very interested in it. exactly i'm uh, i'm interested on a level that i haven't like i had i don't have my own home bar really you have but you have some gear yes exactly i have gear and and enjoy like uh reading and watching videos on youtube about uh about that stuff and uh for me if cigars like wouldn't be a hobby then i'd yeah put a lot of time into into that hobby instead mixology and just try to like understand more what um yeah what flavors and this stuff go together and and just more of the chemistry of it and mm-hmm. um and just get to the point where you can like start creating your own cocktails mm-hmm. that like would yeah would be available at a really high yeah. end bar in yeah, yeah New Orleans or anything. It's super cool, yeah. And I mean you being an an engineer, maybe the science part of that <laughs> goes into it. I don't know. A lot of people say like cooking is an art and cocktails is like a science, right? Because yeah. It's it's I mean it, I I definitely like that. I mean I love the fact that you can make good, great cocktails because I can benefit off of that. You can make good cocktails and I can enjoy them. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because that's also a thing that I want to be able to share it with, with someone as well, not just yeah, yeah for myself. So. Yeah, no, that's that's a great one. 
Uh, I think mine are mine is sort of similar along the lines. Um, uh, and I talked to Ruben about this a little yesterday, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I would be a lot more into wines, um, like deeper into them. I I I wrote on my uh, like about me section on on our website that uh, I do really like. Uh, wine I, I i love wine of all types uh i think you can see on our stories and stuff that we we enjoy wine mm-hmm. quite a lot to our food um but i think me being so into cigars because i like i love the whole i mean i love everything about the cigars like the smoking the you know the history the art behind it and the community and everything mm-hmm. so like i, I i've like g- decided to nerd down on it completely mm-hmm. and try to know i mean i i i like to think that i know a lot about cigars just because of the fact that I read a lot about them. I mean, I've, I've decided to, to want to like really, you know, try to try to know as much about them as possible just to, yeah, to get into the hobby as much as possible. But, you know, that along with like, you know, all the time constraints and stuff like hasn't allowed me to to get into wine as much because I it, like whiskey is a much much more, uh, you know, in a way simple uh, because like oh, there's a lot of regulations that make whiskey uh, the way it is. Um, but with wine, it's such an incredibly vast world. I mean, you have so many countries that produce wine and so many regions within those countries. You have immense amounts of grapes, uh, different uh, ways of producing those grapes. I mean, there's so much there's so much stuff to know about mm-hmm. wine. And like when I like to do stuff, I like to get into it fully. Uh, so I know a decent amount of wine, like on a rudimentary level, like I know basics uh, enough to like enjoy wine, uh, different types of grapes and stuff, but like not enough to be extremely into it. So I think if yeah. cigars didn't exist at all, that would probably be a direction uh, that I would that go. void. For sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, from Josh Aleman or Aleman, what, what do you believe makes a cigar great, lad? Oh, okay. Um... This is also this is a very good question. Um Yeah, just like thinking back yeah, when I when I heard this question I just automatically think back to like my favorite cigar experiences. Mm. Uh and for me what makes a cigar great is well definitely I would say like having tried aged cigars mm-hmm. you like you definitely, you it's very intriguing. Like trying cigars like that because, like generally, most of the cigars that I've smoked have not been very like long aged. And just trying a uh, cigars like that, it's just the complexity mm-hmm. is very. That's very fascinating to like uh, explore yeah. and just try to pinpoint what what it is you're tasting and so a cigar that makes you like think or makes you just pause, sort of. yeah yeah exactly pause and and feel like maybe oh i haven't felt this in any other cigar mm-hmm. is that's very like cool experience uh, in a cigar mm-hmm. and um but just more around the cigar then like what makes this cigar great for me is also just the experience and setting that i'm in like when i think about my favorite cigar experiences then it's then it's been like when uh when the occasion has just been awesome and Mm -hmm. it's it's just the pairing with the cigar the drink the the company Mm -hmm. the setting and everything so that's yeah as we've been talking about it's not just about smoking a cigar it's about enjoying the moment and uh yeah that's for me like the 
what cigars are at their best yeah i mean that was a spot-on answer uh, i think definitely i mean I, I i remember reading when i was getting into them like uh, a cigar is only as good as the like as the moment and that's yeah. like very true you can you can be if if you're celebrating a very special part of your life and you're lighting up a short filler piece of shit cigar that could be the best cigar you've ever smoked <laughs> yeah. and i mean it can genuinely be that uh so i mean that's very yeah that's very important to say i mean <laughs> i'd much rather have a regular production great cuban with uh, my closest friends mm-hmm. uh, a nice pairing in a brilliant location than you know a bhk 56 alone in the dark and yeah. cold uh for sure i mean that's just e- easily so that's a great one and then what you said complexity was also the first word that came to my yeah. mind like before getting into a deeper philosophical level <laughs> uh if you're just talking about the cigar itself it's definitely yeah, i think complexity was because yeah the the way a cigar can sometimes just make you stop and like it takes up all like I've, when you have that cigar that i mean sometimes i have a cigar that's so good like if, if i'm just sitting alone smoking it i'll like stop listening to the podcast or music whatever and I'm, i'll just like it's enough for me to just listen to the sound. It's it's very meditative in that way. Like it feels like meditation that way. Like I can stop everything I'm doing, listen to all the sounds around me, and just focus on the cigar because it's so good and it and it and it needs and it needs all my attention because it's that good. Mm-hmm. That's you know always a striking moment. And like you said, it's a lot of those moments have been with very aged Cuban cigars that have been fantastic just because uh, yeah the nature of how that works and. Um, so talking about aging, we can talk about aging just a slight amount because we got a lot of questions about yeah. aging, right? Yeah, so uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about uh, aging as well. Uh, like, what is the best time to age a cigar if you can predict uh, what cigars will age better and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And uh, first of all, I just want to say that it's it's not linear and it's not the same for, for every cigar look or every, yeah, every different, mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. Uh, so it's, it's also up to like personal preference a lot, of course, since everyone has their own palate. And, um, we've, we've been talking about like aging cigars and, and, uh, if we would buy like boxes and age them, how we would, uh, how we would yeah age them the best way and uh, just like learn from aging as well mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean i i understand that this is a question i get a lot because i think in the cigar world aging is probably the thing that's most important that's the least like scientific about it because mm-hmm. you can like quantify a lot of stuff the sizes the tobacco that's in it the country but with aging people talk about it so much and there's a lot of big big cigar profiles that only smoke very aged Cuban cigars so I get that it's like a myth sort of almost a mythical thing that like and a lot of people ask from the beginning is it even important well that's up to you you know like you have to try aged cigars yourself and see what you what you prefer and like Ruben said some cigars age very well and some don't and it's not like I can't write a spreadsheet now and say which are good and which are not because first of all some people might not agree second of all it's just not the same for every cigar so that's it's very difficult to say and um yeah it's it's just a tough subject to maneuver uh but what but what we were talking about so I think a tip in general the most general tip I can give about aging uh is if you want to try them yourself because it's easier said than done, right? Like, oh, you need to try aged cigars. Like, we got these 20-year-old Monte Cristos mm-hmm. from Cigar King Sweden. That's not what everyone's going to get to experience. <laughs> I mean, we, let's just face it. That's insane. Uh, 
Um, but so, so I was talking to Ruben about this yesterday and I think the best way to do it yourself and it, it the, the sad fact is it's going to take a lot of time, but you can already get a head start If you, if you go, go to find a Cuban cigar in a Vitola, or if you're not in the U S maybe another uh, box, but try to get something that's very obscure and like cheap so you can experiment. So I was talking about like a Partagas Abaneros or like a, uh, I don't know, H. Hopman Majestics or something that's very cheap, around five US dollars per Cuban cigar. Um, buy a tw- box of 25. It's not going to cost you that much. It, and if it is, I guess, it, you know, maybe you shouldn't try to age a whole box <laughs> because then, yeah, it's better to just buy singles. But if you want to do it, buy a, buy a box of 25 and then like every three months or so, you smoke one cigar. And after the years or months, you'll experience yourself like, oh, wow. And keep a, keep a, you know, keep yeah, tabs, like keep lot, notes. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, and you'll experience like, okay, wait, this was a lot better than the one I had three months ago. And this one was better. And then at one point you might feel like, okay, wow, these started to mellow out a lot and these are getting worse now. And you'll sort of see the trend, how those aged and you mm-hmm. can sort of start to understand yourself because they are very different, right? I mean, you've smoked fresh Cubans and yeah, 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 but exactly. Um, and of course, it's not, like you're not going to be able to do that with every cigar that you come across, like age this way. But it's a great way to, yeah, just like get your own uh, experience of how they age, like what are the differences in taste, the harshness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've been talking about that. It's a very interesting uh, way to uh, yeah. to try aging. And I, and just a few final notes uh, on so so there's uh, aging I, I was talking about it's not very scientific but there are, there are some guidelines for it so first of all uh, non Cuban cigars are often aged already and I, we've we've already mentioned in several videos and stuff just the, the the economic situation that Cuba is one small island that needs to produce cigars for the entire world um, so they just do not have the capacity to age stock. They can barely meet demand as it is. So they so in Cuba, when when the cigar is rolled and in the box, it's ready to ship because they just yeah mm-hmm. they're already back ordered. Like people are already trying to buy cigars to their sh- stock. That's the uh, I mean they're yeah the, there's a lot of Cuban cigars that are out of stock as as it is. So they have to sell them immediately. Whereas Davidoff, for example, have such a wide variety of Dominican tobacco because the Dominican Republic is one of many many non-Cuban cigar producing mm-hmm. nations that Davidoff have the capability to store a vast major vast amounts of tobacco in their storage and just age it already so a lot of non-cuban cigars are already ready to smoke outside the box yeah and that's why aging is a lot of talk about cuban cigars because cuban cigars are box stamped so people can know when their cigars are rolled which is not a case exactly and then i was just gonna say like if next time you're buying your cigars online or whatever you can you can i don't know how like frequent it is on the websites that they provide the stamps, mm-hmm. but uh, I would think it's most of them. But you can look like for different, for the different cigars that you're looking to buy. You can see the the box codes mm-hmm. on them, and uh, and if you find one from a few years ago, uh, we've seen that yeah. on some websites, yeah. and uh, then yeah, just yeah, you could buy those and see if and compare with maybe a, a new one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very good uh, point. A lot of websites provide box codes. Uh, and for example, I think if you're buying through Daniel, you can definitely DM him. Yeah. As we said, uh, <laughs> this is not a promo. We're, we're not pushing it. Just It's just a fact. I mean, if, if you want to buy cigars through him, because uh, he's already, I mean, I, I remember a few 
months ago, he was selling Vigero cigars that were yeah, five year yeah. aged already. Because a lot of these, so that's that's also why I was talking about that. A lot of these like more more unknown. If you buy Cohibas, for example, they're never gonna be like more than a year old. Pretty much never. But if you buy a Vegueros in a very like obscure Vitola, they could be exactly, you know, many yeah. years on them already. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's the point on that. And then uh, just one final thing: a lot of like, uh, so for example, a great example was uh, the Liga Privada Number no. Nine by Drew Estate. That was a, that's a cigar that's like very very punchy and like strong. And what I read about that was that a lot of people say you don't want to age it because you don't want to take the edge off. So like that that's the way it's not linear some cigars shouldn't be aged because they lose that factor a lot of people now talk about the partagas serie d number four and that that is now nowadays it's so mellow that it like aging it just sort of ruins the fact mm -hmm. that it's such a punchy cigar um so yeah i think that's probably it on aging um one one last point. I okay, guess someone said uh, someone <laughs> said, "How do you know that a cigar is going to age well?" So we talked about its personal preference, and you can't know. But uh, I wrote on our review for the Partagas Capitals that I thought it was going to age well, and that was solely based on the fact that the core of flavors there was very very good. It was like very chocolatey and rich in coffee and chocolate, but it was so young. And mm -hmm. and if you smoke Cuban cigars, I think everyone's going to come across at some point that you're going to smoke a cigar that's so young, like maybe three, four months on it, that it goes through a second fermentation. So after the cigars are rolled again, and they're pressed together in the cigar shape, they start to ferment again, because you know, they're, they're pressed together in that sort of fashion, and they're, they're different. So, so they can produce a lot of ammonia and like roughness. So if you smoke a very, very young cigar, it can be very rough. And, and like, I think those Partega cigars are going to be great after six months. So they're going to age well in that sort of sense. So that was just to clear that up. Yeah. So another uh, really interesting question here was uh, if we uh, would start our own cigar company and uh, which, yeah, definitely made us like think and, and dream a bit. Like <laughs> what, if it would be possible, it would be like probably, yeah, fulfilling our dreams yeah. eventually. And, um, but just the reality of as it is now is uh, that it's, yeah, it's like not something that we would focus on just yeah. like economically, uh, but not only that, but just creating a, a cigar takes so much time and just effort. Yeah, effort and uh, investment in money. As well. Exactly. <laughs> it's It's just, I don't really know where to start when I think of think of that and um it we could definitely see it as a dream like way down the line maybe a retirement <laughs> yeah hobby. like way down the line yeah, yeah way yeah. down the line and um uh yeah so <laughs> probably as of the near horizon it's not something that you would expect to see from us probably yeah and uh, and uh like we're also just like we talk about it that we're young and i think we both like to think of ourselves as you know, decent cigar smokers, like in the way that we have decent palates, we know, we know a good amount about cigars, but we're not even close at this age to the enough experience to be able to, with pride, because I, I think that's both for us an important thing that we don't rush things, we don't put things out that are, you know, not really a product we're proud of. And when I say product, I mean, like, you know, like the videos or the, like the photos or mm -hmm. reviews or whatever, like we want to think that it's something that really adds value to the people. Because yeah, that's, that's always important for us. That's why we um, that's why we started this page in the, in the beginning. It was 
to bring value. Like it was to yeah. bring a page that would actually review cigars and give thoughts and also interact with people and really like bring a cool community. And at our age and experience right now, we wouldn't, I don't think we would be able to put forth a cigar on the market that would bring great value to no. the market. It would be mostly just slapping our name on a cigar exactly. because it would be cool. And it would definitely, don't get me wrong, be extremely fucking cool. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think we would be uh, great with that. But we, I mean, we are still working on stuff that's not making a cigar. So like, like the stuff with Daniel. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's what we can... Uh, it's more like accessible for us to focus on now and uh, and just a fun project for us to have on the side of our studies and uh, mm -hmm. yeah and just staying in uh, being able to like put our name on it as well mm -hmm. uh, and and sharing it with you is it's extremely exciting uh, just to 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 have it and uh, and work with uh, Daniel yeah and even doing stuff like this I mean like uh, yeah. This might just seem like a fun thing, and it definitely this was a lot of fun. But we still like now we've been recording for forty five minutes exactly, so we took like forty five minutes out of our day to this. Like yeah. even this kind of silly, like half silly stuff, takes time <laughs> out of our days. And being full time university students, it's like, uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff that I think we're proud of with the Stoji lads at the moment already. So like, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we got to take baby steps. That's what we've been doing, and uh, just slowly. Uh, slowly grow and see what this can become you know it's just uh just great fun it's just it's just yeah that's i think the, the baseline of this it's just a, a lot of fun to to share a hobby with with me and ruben together mm -hmm. through the site but uh, but really with all of you guys i mean it's a lot of people that we talk to daily yeah i, mean, I spend uh, like hours daily almost in the dms talking to people which is so much fun which is incredible yeah and uh yeah you guys just giving us topics to talk about here is also like just a a simple view of the the interaction that mm -hmm. that this page has with yeah with everyone it's yeah uh, so yeah so thank you guys so much for all your questions we're sorry we couldn't get to all of them i mean this already took 46 minutes and we only <laughs> answered like four or five <laughs> questions out of the tons of questions that came in so yeah we're sorry if we didn't get to yours uh but uh, we hope you enjoyed this anyway i think f I, I thought it, this was a lot more fun than i was expecting yeah i thought it was just it's always to nice to talk about uh cigars and uh just reflect yeah and also over. share some personal stuff about us yeah that we think is you know could be interesting for people to hear it's always fun yeah so we might be be doing some more of these <laughs> yeah why <laughs> not i mean just... if people think it's fun it's because it, for us it just feels like we're having a normal conversation yeah. almost with each other but like only a little bit more professional in the format that we're talking to people virtually in a way so it's like i mean yeah for for me it just sort of felt like a, a more structured conversation yeah no, exactly. like the one we had last night you know so it's yeah. like yeah it's great it's great yeah so thanks for listening and uh we'll keep in touch yeah see you guys next time